Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our bonus episodes. So I've been thinking about it and thinking about, like, you know, you guys are here. Like, you're here. You already know it's the Haunted Ride. You already know who I am. And um, so we're just going to jump right into this. I hope you enjoy it. I'll be reading It's the Complete Grimm's Fairy Tales. So I believe this came out in, like, 1812 or something. So it's at, it's actually... Uh, in doing my research to figure out how in the hell could I do this, it turns out that books have expired copyright. And if they're made before like 19, it's like 80, let's say 85. I don't think that's right, but we'll say 85. Then there's a different type of copyright situation. But after 1985, basically like it has to be out for like 80 something odd years or so. And alas, then the copyright will be expired. But because this book actually came out way before then, originally, and then was redone, it doesn't count. It counts from the original publication date. So it turns out this book, and actually quite a couple of others, I can read to you guys. So I've actually never read Grimm's fairy tales. I've always kind of wanted to because I know that people say a lot of the fairy tales that are out there are based on the Grimm's version, but just prettier. And I was like, oh no. I want, I want the dirty version. I want the absolute creepy horror version that these people originally came up with because they came up with some crazy things. And let's just be honest, the Disney, the, the Disney version has plenty of things that we don't notice as kids. Then you like realize when you get older. So there's already like hidden stuff in it. So let me just get the original one with all its hidden shit and use that instead. I think that's a great idea. So this story is The Frog King or Iron Henry. And it goes on to say, In all times when wishing still helped one, which, man, if we could just wish for things, that would be a dangerous world. People would start disappearing all of a sudden. You start eating like breakfast with somebody and then they just be gone. And then you just be like, man, I gotta go wish Aunt Margaret back again. (laughs) There lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which had seen so much, was astonished whenever it shone in her face. This is already starting to set up for like a horrible tale because we all know like anytime someone beauty wise is compared to the gods typically it's always the gods clash of the titans that's what i'm talking about like aphrodite then somebody gets pissed off and then stuff happens and then if they're just beautiful in general and they have sisters this is sounding a lot like the beginning of uh cinderella so let's see how that goes close by the king's castle lay a great dark forest and under an old lime tree in the forest was a well And when the day was very warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was dull, she took a golden ball and threw it up on high and caught it. And this ball was her favorite plaything. This is written so interestingly. Really it is. Now, it so happened that on one occasion, the princess's golden ball did not fall into the little hand which she was holding up for it, but onto the ground beyond and rolled straight into the water. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes, but it vanished, and the well was deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. On this she began to cry, and cried louder and louder, and could not be comforted. And as... I I really just want to begin this with spoiled child. Listen here. (laughs) 
you can get another ball. <laughs> It'll be fine. Like it's one ball. It's okay. I'm sure the king. Again, he's a king. Can go get you another ball. Or if this happens often enough, he probably has some spare ones. Just saying. Unless this ball was also as beautiful as the sun. Go sensei. Uh, could not be comforted. And as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What ails thee, king's daughter? Thou weepest so that even a stone would show pity. I love this reading. She looked round to the side from whence the voice came, and saw a frog stretching forth its thick, ugly head from the water. Ah, old water slasher, is it thou? said she. I am weeping for my golden ball, which has fallen into the well. Be quiet and do not weep. <laughs> this frog is like, I'm not having this shit right now. <laughs> Answered the frog, I can help thee, but what wilt thou give me if I bring thy plaything up again? Whatever thou wilt have, dear frog, said she. My clothes, my pearls and jewels, and even the golden crown which I am wearing. Why is she like, this is my thing with fairy tales, y'all. Like, don't they talk about how not to talk to strangers now? Did, did no one ever say that? Like, I don't know during this time period, eh, maybe don't talk to stranger. I, I mean, all, all I'm saying is if the frog's talking to you, like, fairy tales are great, and that's lovely that a frog can talk. But perhaps this already sounds like a sticky situation. If you have to say, I'll give you whatever you want, <laughs> that never bodes well. The frog answered, I do not care for thy clothes, thy pearls and jewels, or thy golden crown. Of course he doesn't. It's a frog. But if thou wilt love me, and let me be thy companion and playfellow, and sit by thee at thy little table, and eat off thy little golden plate, and drink out of thy little cup, and sleep in thy little bed, this sounds fucking, this sounds like a scene from How to Catch a Goddamn Predator. If thou wilt promise me this, I will go down below and bring thee thy golden ball up again. Um, this also... I'm also beginning to realize this is not the Cinderella story. This is a story about uh, whatever. I mean, basically, it's the princess and the frog, like the most recent story where she, but, but way creepier. Although originally when he was in the, the, the male in the movie, he was actually pretty creepy. That's why she turns him down at first. It's because he's trying really hard and she's like, I've got better things to do. So in that case, she was really independent. And this, she's just quietly being led astray by the frog from How to Catch a Predator. Oh yes, said she, I promise thee all thou wishest, God, if thou wilt but bring me my ball back again. She, however, thought, how the silly frog does talk. He lives in the water with the other frogs and croaks and can be no companion to any human being. Oh, so now she figures out that talking to a fucking talking frog is weird. After she promised to let the frog sleep in her bed, and love and, and that she would love it. But the frog, when he had received this promise, put his head into the water and sank down. And in a short while came swimming up again with the ball in its mouth, and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was delighted to see her pretty plaything once more, and picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, wait, said the frog. Take me with thee, I can't run as thou canst. But what did it avail him to scream his croak, croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to it, but ran home and soon forgot the poor frog. Ooh, she's about to get it now. He was forced to go back into his well again. Okay, so she escaped the how to catch a predator frog for now. The next day, when she had seated herself at the table with the king and all his courtiers, 
and all his courtiers, and was eating from her little golden plate, something came creeping, splish, splish. <laughs> something, <laughs> I can't even read this line without laughing. Something came creeping, splish, splash, splish, <laughs> splash, up the marble staircase. I'm, I'm so sorry. That just, that hit me hard. I was not expecting that. Up the marble staircase, and when it had got to the top, it knocked at the door and cried, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. She went to see who was outside, but when she opened the door, there sat the frog in front of it. Then, oh! Then she slammed the door to, in great haste, sat down to dinner again, and was quite frightened. Oh, okay, so how to catch a predator is turned into a stalker. And she now realizes that she's being, she was stupid to make this idea, or make, or, or agree to this promise. And she's breaking the promise, so we all know what's about to happen to her. You should have never made a promise with talking frogs. This is a lesson for today, folks. Don't make promises with talking frogs, or else you'll end up with a stalker frog. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently, that's concerning, and said, My child, what art thou so afraid of? Is there perchance a giant outside who wants to carry thee away? (laughs) So that's your, that's your, like, thought process as a giant is 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 normal so in in these fairy tales giants are normal like oh you know they just carry people away randomly for no reason ah no replied she it is no giant but a disgusting frog what does a frog want with thee ah dear father yesterday as i was in the forest sitting by the well playing my golden ball fell into the water and because i cried so the frog brought it out again for me and because he was so and because he so insisted i promised him he should be my companion but I never thought he would come, he would be able to come out of the, his water. And now he is outside there and wants to come into me. And wants to come into me. Yeah, I read that, that line correctly. And we're just going to leave that there. In the meantime, it knocked a second time and cried, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. Dost thou not know what thou hast said to me? Yesterday by the cool waters of the fountain, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. Then said the king, that which thou hast promised must thou perform. Go and let him in. I don't know whether to praise the king or call him foolish at this point. Not sure. She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in and followed her step by step to her chair. There he sat and cried, Lift me up beside thee. She delayed until at last the king commanded her to do it. When the frog was once on the chair, he wanted to be on the table, and when he was on the table, he said, Now push thy little golden plate near to me that we may eat together. She did this, but it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog enjoyed what he ate, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. What? Okay, I read that correctly. So, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. At length he said, I have eaten and am satisfied. Now I am tired. Carry me into thy little room and make thy little silken bed ready, and we will both lie down and go to sleep. Why, Why with every mouthful would it choke her? Either she's turning into a frog, or she's being, like, maybe she's, like, so disgusted that a frog is sharing a plate with her, that she's, like, resisting the urge to gag, basically. The king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog, which she did not like to touch, (laughs) and which was now to sleep in her pretty clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said, he who helped thee when thou weren't in trouble ought not afterwards to be despised by thee okay so the king is trying to teach her a lesson on how not to be spoiled 
which I appreciate. However, I must also say, in today's standards, this is pretty fucking creepy. So she took hold of the frog with two fingers, carried him upstairs, and put him in the corner. But when she was in bed, he crept to her and said, I am tired. I want to sleep as well as thou. Lift me up, or I will tell thy father. Oh, great. Now now the predator who turned into a stalker is blackmailing her. Then she was terribly angry and took him up and threw him <laughs> with all her might against the wall. Now that will be quiet, odious frog, said she. But when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son with beautiful, kind eyes. Oh, shit. He, by her father's will, was now her dear companion and husband. What the fuck? That is not what the, that is not what the king agreed to. Her ass agreed to that shit, and you were fucking creepy. I don't care how beautiful or kind your eyes are. You're weird. Uh, back to sir. Then he told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch, and how no one could have delivered him from the well but herself, and that tomorrow they would go together into his kingdom. Then they want to sleep. Then they went to sleep, and next morning, when the sun awoke them, a carriage came driving up with eight white horses, which had white ostrich feathers on their heads. That sounds torturous. It's animal abuse. And were harnesses with gold chains, and behind stood the young king's servant, Faithful Henry. Okay, I was wondering who the fuck was Henry this whole goddamn time. Faithful Henry had been so unhappy when his master was changed into a frog that he had caused three iron bands to be laid around his heart, lest it should burst with grief and sadness. The carriage was to conduct the young king into his kingdom. Faithful Henry helped them both in and placed himself behind again, and was full of joy because of this deliverance. And when they had driven a part of the way, the king's son heard a crackling behind him as if something had broken. So he turned round and cried, Henry, the carriage is breaking. No, master, it is not the carriage. It is the band from my heart, which was put there in great, in my great pain when you were a frog and imprisoned in the well. Again and once again, while they were on their way, something cracked. And each time the king's son thought the carriage was breaking. But it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful Henry, because his master was set free and happy. And that's it. I'm so confused. I'm really confused. So, like, all I did was read a story about uh, a creepy, essentially used car salesman, who then became How to Catch a Predator, and then turned into a stalker, and then blackmailed the princess, who was very spoiled and rotten and a little bit of a bitch, and then she threw him against a wall, and he turned into a beautiful and kind-eyed prince. Or king. And then... Oh, no, no, no. No, no, he's a prince. He's a prince. So he's not a king. Um, but then later on is called king a couple times. And then somehow Mr. Used Card Salesman, who blackmailed her, is now going to marry her. And I guess she's going to agree to it because, you know, he's, he's a prince. And then it ends with the creepiest fucking line of Mr. Faithful Henry and his heartbreaking... Because I, okay, <laughs> okay, that's, <laughs> that's all I've got is, okay, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. <laughs> this is why I don't read things before I do this. So you guys get the clear and honest reaction from me every single time. <laughs> so that was the first story and 
Grimm's Fairy Tales. Yeah, I hope you like it. The next story is a cat and mouse in partnership, which sounds a lot like Tom and Jerry, so we'll see how that goes. And, um, yeah, so thanks for being here, guys, and thanks for being amazing and awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, take care. Stay safe. Love yourself and love others. And as we always say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.